justice for the blind. Just something that'll find. <coughs> All right. Good morning. It is Thursday. Uh, we just got trashed by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get right into it. Uh, no notes. Um, <clears throat> the game last night, we go down uh, by 17. Uh, Lou never make it uh, within seven points, I think, is the closest we got before uh before they pull away again we we end up losing by 14 uh embarrassing just embarrassment um joel plays in the first quarter shout out to my to one of my friends my friend tj who said who, who thought he noticed that our energy seemed off i didn't notice it uh, i was also working uh my day job during the first quarter uh trying to get some stuff done and so i kind of was uh watching the game but also trying to do work so i didn't really notice the energy was off um Joel was having not a great first quarter, but we've seen him have bad first quarters and then come out and go ballistic the rest of the game. So wasn't too worried about it. Uh, but, you know, just just one of those games, you know, energy's off, whatever. We, we look like trash. So Joel hurts his, his shoulder. It looks to me like it was probably a stinger, like a shoulder stinger. Now, listen, I'm not a doctor, but uh, I've experienced no less than 236 injuries over the last three weeks or so. Uh, and, and, you know, that's probably been an average of my life. Uh, you know, about every two weeks I go through about 200 injuries. So, uh, you know, so I have a little bit of, I know a little bit about it. You know what I mean? I've had shoulder stingers. My shoulder used to pop out when I grabbed rebounds, uh, constantly. And it's just a situation where it pops out, pops back in, pinches the nerve, uh, hurts like hell, leaves it sore for about an hour or so, but usually you can play on it. Uh, he didn't play on it. I'm guessing he didn't play on it. Probably they pulled them because, for two reasons. One, because this trash, garbage, dumpster fire of a team should still be able to pull out that win. And two, because it's the it's a, it's the first of a back-to-back. You know, let them play against the Knicks. It's fine. We should still be able to pull this one out on a night where Miami loses again. Uh, so no gain, no ground gained on that one. So they pulled Joe. Uh, his energy looked off anyway, whatever. Um you know, God forbid you can score 50 one night and the next night do anything of, of good use for us. Uh, not even provide leadership on the bench. Not even galvanize the troops, as they will say. Again, c- calling his leadership into question, which I did last podcast and I'm continuing to do it now. Um, any any leader, a, a, any leader, any guy that I love, like a Chris Paul or a Tim Duncan, is out there providing leadership. Uh, I didn't see Joel's face again after he came back and went back to the locker room again. I didn't see his face again. So, uh, you know, no leadership there. Whatever. Uh, I guess it's fine. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's not his fault. Nothing to clap for. Nothing to cheer for. Uh, this trash team is garbage. Uh, it's garbage. Uh, looking at, at some of the numbers, uh, I mean, listen, the stats are circulating. Uh, you know, our other three quote unquote guys, a total of, was that 12 for 35? Uh, 12 for 35. Yeah. 12 for 35. I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It gets probably about 30, 34% or so combined, uh, a total of three, four for 14 from three. Uh, Al took a total of 10 shots, five and three pointers. God forbid he, he, he's, he gets to the rim at all. Uh, but you know, even when he gets to the rim, there's the one play of him catching that alley-oop, which he bricks the layup. So, you know, what's the point of him, him even doing that? Uh, the only player worth note, the only two guys worth note last night were Shake and Kyle Quinn. Uh, and it's become evident. It's becoming more and more clear that Kyle Quinn, the only reason he doesn't play is because Al Horford makes more money. You know what I mean? A class system. That that's what we do. That's how the the, the the this country is built on class and money. 
Uh, so, yeah, you know, give the guy where the rich get richer, continue to be trash. Uh, and the poor who would offer better can't get the opportunity. So here we go. Kyle Quinn played well, uh, plus four on our team. That's not completely fair um, because obviously, you know, playing with, with uh, playing against their backups, the Cavaliers are absolute garbage. They're trash. It's a trash team. You know what I mean? They're a trash team. OK, they are ready to pack it up. They have two six one guards. They are trash. Colin Saxon, though, as I said on the, the podcast before, we can't stop undersized guards. God forbid we could. I guess a lot of people can't. You know, he is averaging 19 a game, so or, or 20 a game, whatever it is, better than Toby is. Um, but, you know, we can't stop undersized guards. So, um, but I mean, listen, this is just embarrassing. You know what I mean? This is the end to me. This is the end of all of it. You know what I mean? I, I had a thought last night and it was it was terrifying. It fucking shook my nerves. One, I mean, let's go back to the drinking game, the the confused drinking game where if you see Joel confused on on, on the court, you, you drink something. Well, last night there was one play in the first half where Toby and Shake just start passing the ball at the top of the top of the key, confused, shrug emojiing at each other until Toby careens himself down to the rim and 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 flings a fucking layup above the rim. It, it, it almost hits the roof. Of, of of the Cavaliers would have been the, the highlight of their last two years. Um, just trash. Just trash. Both confused. There's a, a video of Al Horford circulating of him possibly rolling his eyes. Now, I don't think he's rolling his eyes at Brett um, because it's just a weak eye roll. And I know Dominicans and Dominicans, when they roll their eyes, and that goes, this goes for any Hispanic person. When you roll your eyes, when I roll my eyes, I could fucking bowl a strike. If I was if I was bowling and I rolled my eyes, that shit would that that's ten pins down without even a question. The way I roll my eyes, so uh, that's kind of a weak eye roll. But if it is, if he is rolling his eyes, then you know what? It's just like his trash game. His he can't even roll his eyes. Like he can't roll the fucking ball into the rim. Uh, so you know maybe he is, but you know you don't roll your eyes when you're trash. You don't roll your eyes at other trash. That's not how it works. Trash needs to work together and they need to roll their eyes at good, at the good. So when you're a trash player, when you have another trash player, when you guys are simpatico, you roll your eyes at the good players. And it's okay when you do that. But when you're one trash, you can't roll your eyes at the other ion of trash because that creates like a negative centrifugal force that could fucking collapse the planet. So you don't do that. Al just is not good. Uh, He's not good at basketball. Uh, It's over for Al Horford. You know what I mean? He's he he's arguably not a, a, a serviceable back a serviceable backup. We should probably buy him out. That's how bad he is, and that's embarrassing. Listen, this front office is trash. Elton needs to be fired. You should know, okay? When you make any deals that involve the Celtics, then you need to question it. You need to know something's not right here. All right? When they allowed you to sign Al Horford. Because if they wanted to retain Al Horford, they would have retained him. They they didn't have any serviceable backups. They have Enos Kanter. Enos Kanter doesn't even play that much anymore because he's not good on defense. So they, so they looked at their current situation. They said, "Now we got Vanilla Tice, the German, the, the German, uh, uh, the, the poor man's dark. All of a sudden, here we got we got Vanilla Tice, Daniel Tice out here, and you can take Al Horford, the Dominican Dream. You can take him. We don't care. We don't care. And that should that should make you question. You need to fucking take a step back." And go back to an example before that, the Markel thing. Now, again, I don't want to rehash Markel again because I like Markel and I thought he could be good and he was the right pick. But listen, if the Celtics thought he was a life-altering player, 
if they thought he was Zion or Luca or something like that, even though teams didn't think Luca was Luca last year, but that's aside the point. If they thought that, there is no amount of assets worth trading for to give up on a generational talent. You don't do that. Okay? You don't do that. So if it's true, and I don't know that it's true because I think that this, sometimes I think that this stuff is is like 2020 Monday morning quarterback where you just want to be the smartest guy in the room. So you're going to take credit by saying, well, we were going to take Tatum first anyway. So we just thought we'd get some extra assets. So I don't know if that's 100% true. Maybe the truth is closer to they didn't believe they weren't sure about Markel. They really weren't sure about Lonzo. They weren't sure about Tatum. However, if they could get Tatum plus assets, they would do that. You know what I mean? I think it's probably closer to that. Not to we were going to take Tatum first overall. Because the fact is, you have Tatum on your team now, you're going to do the lip service thing. And listen, shout out to Tatum, who's fucking crushing the NBA right now. Is currently a, a skinny Paul Pierce, just dominating players. Also stopping players from scoring. Uh, just ran through the Jazz last night. He's averaging like 35 in the last five games, whatever. Uh, is the best offensive player, would be the best offensive player on our team, essentially. Right off the bat. You know what I mean? Only only rivaled by Joel on offense. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get into that. But listen, when when they allowed that, to, when, when they made that trade, you need to have questioned that. And our our front office has been a dumpster fire. Before LN, we go into the draft with just Brett last year, uh, which we draft Landry. So that works out. The year before that, Brian Colangelo, who I said Jerry Colangelo the other day, but whatever, Jerry and Brian, they all look this day. They both look the fucking same. Uh, they're both assholes. So you go in with Brian Colangelo and, he, you know, whatever, he screws up. And... and I had a moment of levity last night, a moment of where where I really, really thought about it. And I was like, man, if you just let's if you marched out these two lineups, give me Joel and Ben and both of these lineups, Joel and Ben exist. Right. Uh, We're going to go into a land of no time where Joel and Ben both exist as they are now, but twice. So give me Ben and Joel. And then on one side, uh, give me Landry, give me Cove. And give me uh, J.J. Redick. And off the bench, give me Dario and T.J. McConnell. Right? And then on the other side, give me this Ben and Joe again. Al Horford, Toby, Josh, uh, and Matisse, and whoever, uh, whatever trash we have on this team right now. Guess what? The first, Team A is going to win that game. Team A would win that game. We were better off with Team A. And all Elton's been doing is fucking it up for the last two years, pretty much. Traded Co- traded Cove. And listen, I'm not even a Robert Covington fan. And this fucking pains me to say this. I'm not even a Covington fan. Traded Cove. I was a Dario fan. I love Dario to death. He, he, he was, that was my man. He was a backup, though. He was a backup for sure. But guess what? He'd be a better backup than Al is because Dar- that's where Dario deserves to be. He's relegated as a backup. That's who he is. So give me, so give me Dario. So you trade Dario and Cove. For Jimmy, who comes in here, sows fucking poison into the ears of our young stars, leaves, and then we then he 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 was gonna leave regardless. I don't think we were gonna pay him, man. He guess what? He I don't think he was worth five years. So I, I'm that's fine. That move was fine. Traded him for Josh, who I like Josh, but Josh has not been good for the majority of the season. For a third of the season, he was good. For a third of the season, he played because he's missed, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 games. So for a third of the season he's played, he's been good. And for the other two thirds, he's not been good. Good on defense for the entire season. But other than that, offensively, he's not been good. Uh, So you trade for Josh, which I love Josh, though. I do like Josh. You traded Landry and assets. 
to get to, to, to you traded Wilson and Landry uh, to get Tobias. And now Tobias, bro. Nah, Toby. Nah, Toby. I'm sorry. You don't get to have tantrums on the bench. You don't get to do it. <laughs> you don't get to do it. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to do it. If you can't score on Chetty Osmond, and listen, Chetty Osmond is like a plus defender, but if you can't score on Chetty Osmond, then you're not worth that money. You feel put, You're not worth that money. You're not a max player. I'm sorry to say it to you. You're not. And it's not your fault that we paid you that money. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. Get paid. You know what I mean? So good for you. You know, I like you as a person. But right now as a basketball player, you, you what you're producing for this team, it's not worth that money. It's not. It's just not. I'd rather have Landry, who's the best three-point shooter on the Clippers right now, who had title aspirations, even though they're having their own issues right now. And their issues are tied to Paul George, not Landry Shamit. Uh, I'd rather have Landry. I'd rather have Cov. I'd rather have JJ. And, oh, my God, JJ. I'm so sorry for, for forcing you out. I've been screaming for you to laugh. I just couldn't watch you on defense anymore. It was just depressing me watching you play defense and getting baked constantly. But at least you tried. And at least you offered us some offensive pop. I'll tell you what, JJ last night on our team would have been out there on fire. His wig would have been face red as hell, wig on fire, beautiful hair, but angry as hell. There's just no way you would see JJ flounder this way. That dude's competitive. He cares. He cares. And there's a thing that matters when you're building a team where you have continuity. And we have no continuity. These guys don't know each other. They, I, who knows if they even like each other? I don't care about the Instagram post. I don't care about none of them. I don't care about none of it. There's one thing to like each other off the court. There's another thing to like each other on the court. There's a lot of guys I like off the court that when I play with them on the court, I fucking hate. I hate it. I hate it. I can't do it. And this is no different. This is no different. I mean, this is this is embarrassing. You know what I mean? Shake should probably start again for, you know, he should start. He should start. He doesn't care, at least. He plays. He performs. No matter where he's at, he performs. Uh, you need that guy. You need that guy who doesn't care. Because right now, everyone else does care. Shake doesn't care. You know what I mean? Shake doesn't care. Drained a three-pointer from deep last night. Tries on defense. Finishes at the rim. Alec Burks will shoot anything. Green, The greenest light. My man runs every red light. And w- what I mean by that? I mean by that, that, that. He sees a red light and just thinks it's green because that's how he plays basketball. <laughs> sees a shot that he shouldn't shoot, but it's like, I'm going to pull this. I'm pulling this shit. Delusions of grandeur is what that is. Uh, remember that time that 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 that, that Glenn Robinson III uh, was a good three-point shooter? Well, that's dissip- that, that dissipated. Remember when Toby was a good three-pointer, 43% three-point shooter on the Clippers last year? That's dissipated. Ain't been that here. The 43% Toby, Toby, uh, Tobias Harris was probably worth uh, a max. Not this, not this Tobias, not this Tobias. We paid him. We overpaid him. We overpaid Al. That, that's the, the Alton needs to be fired. All right. And that's, that's the conclusion that I've come to before. At the beginning of this game, I was like, no, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. Trust the process, right? That's what we built this team on is trusting the process. So let's trust it. Give it time. Let's see how it pans out. I never liked the Horford thing, but let's give it time. Let's give it time. <sighs> time served, my friend. The jury has come out and has said, this is trash. They don't want to see this anymore. It feels like we're in the Matrix. It just feels like we're in the Matrix. We left game seven last year. And you see, this happens. 
this happens, that young team, the young upstart team that gets there. And you're like, man, this team right here is going to be a problem for the next few years. A circle of the thunder of 2012 or whatever. I think that was 2012 when they went to the finals or 20, uh, yeah, 2012 when they went to the finals. And you're like, this team's going to be a problem. Then they let go of James. Then, uh, th- then, then KD gets hurt. Then Russ gets hurt. Then KD gets hurt again. Then KD leaves the end of the thunder. It's just that that's how quickly it happens. And look at us now. Ben, probably going to be out for the season. Be ready for that. Be ready for that. Back issues, that's not a joke, man. The nerve impingement, that's not good. That's not good. That means, it, it, from what I understand, from what I believe, I understand of it, it's essentially a pinched nerve in his back. Those don't just go away. Sometimes you need sur- surgery. He, he's going to need surgery when he's older, probably. It's really whether he's going to need surgery now. You know what I mean? But he'll be going through rehab because that sends weakness. It, it makes your, le- your legs weak. You know what I mean? It causes weakness in your lower half of your body. It's, I have it. I know it. It sucks. It sucks. Now, again, I'm not a world-class athlete. I'm not as good-looking as Ben Simmons. So, I don't know. It's different for good-looking people. So, I don't know. But this is, this, is, this, is, this is as bad as it gets. This is as bad as it's been. I miss when we were losing on purpose. You know what I mean? When we were missing losing on purpose and watching other teams win or lose so that we can decide what draft pick we're going to get and what picks are going to convey to us. I miss that because this right here is trash. I miss when we were a 30-win team because it was the beginning. It was like, oh, man, this team right here. I miss TJ McConnell right now. I miss the heart he provided. That's another dude who would have been trying his ass off last night. You see what I'm saying? And we would have had Shake no matter what. We would have had Batiste no matter what. We could have had Landry no matter what. We would have had JJ. JJ grooming Landry to take his spot. Cove essentially grooming Batiste to take his spot. Not that that's good. I don't really want Cove grooming anyone, but just the point. Taking them to, to, to take their spot, would have ha- I would have rather have seen Dar- Dario out there last night than, 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 than Horford. Are you kidding me? Horford doesn't play defense anymore. He can't play defense at Furkan. My goodness. Has anyone become a worse defender over a few game span? He went from trying on defense to getting scored on regularly by, Matt, by Matthew Della Vadova, the neckbeard. Looks like Rex, a shorter Rex Grossman. Now he's probably the same height. But looks like Rex Grossman, a thicker one. Always angry. He's a, a honey badger. Scoring on fucking, on Furkan. Laying it up all over when they see Horford. They see Horford at the rim. No team is scared. Let me tell you something. No team is worried about Horford being down there. Ain't, ain't, there's not one of them. Not one team is worried about it. Including the Celtics. Who traded him within, who allowed him to sign within their division wasn't even concerned about it. Not one second were they concerned about us signing Al Horford. And that should have raised flags. Instead, Elton ate the bait. Elton ate the fucking bait. I mean, this is as disappointing as it gets. It's just as disappointing as it gets. This this was one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen. Uh, I mean, Toby, I just I, I don't even know where to begin with, with you. You know what I mean? I, I know I just talked about you a few minutes ago, but I just I just don't know where to begin. How can you be a max player? You can't be a max player if you can't only score. If you can't beat the Cavaliers, we should have enough. There, there was guys circulating. Well, how do you expect this team to win without Ben and without without Joe? Listen, only two two. There's two opinions that can't exist at the same time here. One is well, you can't expect this team to win without Ben and Joe. All right. So if you believe that, then there's no way you can believe Toby's a max player. You just can't. You just can't. Listen, basketball is a team sport, no question. Basketball is a team sport, but what you learn about basketball, watching it years after years after years, what separates the great players from the, the, the average players, what separates Tracy McGrady from Kobe Bryant, right? 
Well, well, when you look at their numbers, they're super similar. Oh, but the difference was that Kobe had a way to galvanize his teammates. Whether his teammates liked him or not is a different thing. Whether he was a good teammate or not, rest in peace, not to, not to shit on his name right now, now that he's dead. But whether his teammates liked him or not is a different thing. Did he galvanize his teammates? Because that's the story about MJ, right? MJ, did his teammates really like him? Probably not. When you see Scotty now, Scotty and, and John, John Sally. John Sally, yeah, are constantly shitting on MJ. John Sally said that 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 Isaiah Thomas is the greatest player he played with. Why? I'll tell you why. Because Isaiah as a teammate was better than to him than MJ as a teammate. That's the truth. He wanted to run through a wall with Isaiah. Probably didn't want to run through a wall with MJ because MJ had a different way of galvanizing teammates. Punching Steve Kerr is how he galvanized Steve Kerr. Think about that. That's how these dudes are. All right, LeBron galvanized his teammates in a different way. And that's what separates guys. T-Mac couldn't galvanize his teammates, probably because he couldn't look eye to eye with them. I'm sorry. That's not a good joke. That's not fair. That's not fair. I shouldn't be making fun of him like that. I shouldn't be making fun. I'm just, I'm just angry. I'm just angry and disappointed. So leadership, that's what separates the greats from the goods. What separates the goods from the eh. All right, that's what I like about Josh is he does have some leadership. But when you're not performing, it's hard to galvanize your teammates. You see, that that's that's the difference there, right? That's what's different. Team, yo, a team will run through a wall with you for sure. Like a team will run through a wall for Draymond because Draymond will galvanize his teammates. But they also understand that one, Draymond is the best defender on the court. What was two, Draymond had the absolute trust and love of Steph and Clay, their two best basketball players. So everybody was going to fall in line behind Draymond. You know what I mean? Right now, who has the trust of what? Joel doesn't look like he particularly cares when he's not on the court sometimes. Where are you, Joe, last night? I need you in that huddle or something. I need you screaming at guys. Remember when you grabbed TJ, which I'm longing. I'm just sitting there like the, the Wolverine meme, fucking looking at a picture of, of, of Joel grabbing TJ by the neck when he, TJ hit that game winner against, uh, was not, not against the Knicks, whatever game winner he hit three or four years ago. Grabbing him by the neck. Remember that? I, I missed that. Where is that angry? Grabbing Toby. Yo, Toby, what the fuck are you doing? Huh? Where is it? Where is the leadership? Where is the galvanizing? These guys have quit on Brett. You know what I mean? That's what happens. Guys quit on their coach. There's no more galvanizing going on. No one's going to galvanize the team because everyone's confused. So they've quit on Brett. And listen, Brett has his issues, but I'm, I'm going to stand here and say it's not completely his fault. Yeah, I'm over Brett. He can go. It's time to go. But it's not completely his fault. When you can't give him a consistent lineup or any year of his of his time, tenure here, he hasn't had a consistent lineup from year to year. Now, in the beginning, it was on purpose. Now there's no excuse. There's no continuity. You just keep injecting new people into the lineup. And not only now, now, the, the now we've compounded it by not injecting new people into the lineup, by injecting trash new people into the lineup. Garbage. What a conundrum. What a conundrum. Look how we're fucked right now if this ends. If Joel requests a trade, we're overpaying. There's no way off of Al's contract. No way off of Toby's contract. How do you get off of Al's contract? Well, the sweetener would be Matisse. Now, the, the sweetener is probably Josh because Josh's contract isn't, isn't terrible and Josh has some things. But it would, like, in order to trade Al for a good player, you would have to sweeten it with somebody. Or if Ben requests a trade or something like that, you say, okay, you can have Ben, but you're taking Al back with you because you're not going to get the value back for Ben. No team is going to give you the value that Ben deserves. 
You know what I mean? So if you trade Ben to the to the to the Blazers, right? I'm gonna tell you what the what ends up happening. You end up trading Ben to the Blazers with Al for like CJ McCollum, Hassan Whiteside, and trash or something like that. And CJ for Ben is not equal. Now, a month ago it was when Ben was pissing me off. A month later it's not. Just saying. It's not equal. CJ ain't been the same player. Or you end up trading Ben for like for like Jamal Murray and his also green running through red light, running through red lights uh problem that he has. Something like that. Or you trade Ben for, for Russell Westbrook or something like that. You know what I mean? A, another abysmal contract. You end up trading Ben and Al for, for Russell Westbrook, an abysmal contract that's an albatross waiting to happen. Or something like that. God forbid these guys request a trade. You know who's you can't trade Toby, you can't trade Al. They're stuck with us. Be ready for that. Unless you buy Al out of his contract. Now, I don't know all the rules and stuff. Like I don't know how that works necessarily. But unless you buy Al, of, Al, of, Al out of his contract, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The, the body language is pathetic. Everything is pathetic. Everyone's confused with Brett. Brett is not probably not your fault completely. You know, But from day one, we picked the wrong one. The Hawks hired Budenholzer when it looked like it was over for them. Right when it looked like it was over for them. Now, now keep in mind two 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 notes here. They hired Boonholzer when it looked like it was time for to rebuild, and Boonholzer took them to sixty wins almost immediately. Almost immediately. Remember the year that 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 the uh, there was this little race. The year that the Warriors win seventy three, in the first two months of the season, it was the Warriors and Hawks that were kind of neck and neck <laughs> on on win totals. You know what I mean? Neck and neck on win totals. And we were rebuilding. We hired the wrong one from the Spur from the Spurs coaching staff. It started there. Then we forced Hinky out. But in order to see, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I really do believe wholeheartedly that the NBA was not happy with Hinky because it wasn't just that we were tanking. It's that we were tanking uh like in a very cocky fashion. We were telling everybody we were tanking and still raising prices on tickets. But that's the shitty ownership group that we have. Josh Harris and the rest who can go fuck themselves. All right. And the NBA said, listen, get rid of Hinky. We'll give you the first pick. Because once Hinky was forced out, once all that stuff started, I remember distinctly saying, oh, we're, we're guaranteed the first pick now. After we were tanking for two years and didn't even sniff the first pick yet. Got the fourth and the third pick. That's when we got Joe and 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 uh, and Jaleel, another trash player. Sorry, Ja. He Jaleel, I, I just drove. I just did a drive by on Ja. He didn't even deserve that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just angry. And we hired the wrong coach then. Couldn't get Bud. Well, it makes sense. Bud won success. You know, we weren't offering that at the time. And now we got Brett. And here we are, at a crossroads. Meet me at the crossroads. You won't get lonely. And I'm lonely. We're alone at the crossroads because everyone hates the Sixers. And here we are alone. People are watching us burn and fucking laughing. And we can't throw it back in their face because this team has no heart. They asked Josh last night, what are we lacking? He said heart. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's at one, that's aimed at one man. That's aimed at Toby. You telling me that's not aimed at Toby? Pfft. Yeah, right. Toby better read that and say, you right. You right, Josuelito. That's his Twitter handle. You right. I got no heart. I mean, this, I don't know what to say. That's that's a, a sad loss. Um, we play the Knicks tonight. I, I, 
I wanted to lose last time. I'm gonna be honest. When we went down 17, I wanted to lose. Because I was like, we don't, we, we deserve to lose this game. We don't deserve to rest on the laurels of possibly winning this game. We don't deserve a day off of the controversy and the shit talk. This team has earned it. They earned people writing the obituaries. They've earned it. We didn't deserve that win. We don't deserve to win tonight. We probably will because Joel will probably come back. Joel will probably hang like a 35 and 14 on them. And it's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. And we're not. And we're not good. We're trash. Get ready for a first round exit. That's all we've deserved. That's all we've earned. To the good franchises who built in a, who really, really, listen, I was all for the tanking. I have no problem with the way we rebuilt. I think that's exactly how you should rebuild in the NBA because we reward bad teams with good draft picks. So it's just common sense. What Hinky did was common sense. Accrue assets and then build. Get 15 bullets into the chamber and hope that you hit on two of them. And I got no problem with that. Everything we did after that, trash, garbage, fell apart, horrible. Meanwhile, the Celtics had one year in the lottery, pretty much pretty much left unloaded uh unloaded the 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 triumvirate of ray of kg of of paul pierce to rebuild had a year in the lottery and came right back look at this they they might be the class of the east the raptors Masai, man i wish we had Masai. my goodness Masai, oh joe you want to trade or ben you want to trade he'd probably trade them and somehow we'd win a championship next year Teams that didn't tank but managed to rebuild. Well, you see, because the teams that were talking shit were trash. Like teams like the the Magic. Oh, we're going to rebuild the right way. Trash. You're, tra- you're trash. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Get the fuck out of here. The Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure thing, Ernie. Get out of here. Nobody's worried about you. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, the Celtics, Moicaito, just do their thing. Here they are about the back to being championship contenders. Teams that rebuild, uh, managed to rebuild without losing much. And here we did we did it which a way without what I'm completely for or completely with. And it just hasn't gone good because of the free agent signings, the trades. This is this is the uh, uh, the the uh, the consequences that nobody is prepared for in today's NBA. Right. This is going to start happening. It, it, Bill Simmons and a gun, bunch of guys been mentioning this. <clears throat> What's it going to look like? There's no going to be no longer any dynasties. Even though the the Warriors do exist, guys, just want to say that they still have their core three. That's what you need, really, is the core three to stick around. All right, because the piecemealing by joining other superstars, nah, is it going to work? Yeah, maybe when you have a guy as great as LeBron, it can work. Yeah, yeah, but look at Kawhi and Paul George. They kind of they, they as Bill Simmons said, they're redundant. Yeah, they kind of do the same thing. One just does it a lot better than the other. You know what I mean? And it's not really going too well right now. Paul George don't look too great. Well, this is what happens when you start piecemealing guys who don't know each other, maybe who didn't grow together. That's why you don't trade Ben and Joe, truthfully. That's why you don't trade Ben and Joe. That's why you shouldn't have gotten rid of Cove and Dario and TJ and JJ because all these guys grew together. And you need that, that continuity when they know they can rely on each other. You need that. And we don't have it anymore. We got a team of bandits. All right. We got a team of bandits. They don't care for each other. They don't care about Brett. They don't have the the love for Brett, that TJ and that JJ, that all those guys that were here that appreciate Brett because Brett coached them when they were younger and all that. They don't have that. Toby's been going team to team to team to team his whole career. Al's been gone, gone from the Hawks to the Celtics to us. They don't have the same respect. 
And listen, Al, fuck Al, but Al went from Budenholzer, better coach, to Brad Stevens, better coach, to, to, to Brett. Yeah, of course he's going to roll his eyes at Brett if that's what he's doing. Because Brett's like the worst coach he's had in, in, in 10 years or 8 years. Uh, I mean, it's it's a rough day. You know what I mean? We'll, we, we'll, we'll probably win tonight. I'll come tomorrow and have a podcast, and maybe it's more positive. But understand that that what happened last night is a crossroads. That's really, really a crossroads. Something needs to happen. This season, chalk it. Chalk it. No finals for us. There's no chalk it. Chalk it. Unless Al tells us he's going to sit for the rest of the season because he sucks, chalk it. Unless Toby starts shooting 40% from three all of a sudden, chalk it. Unless Joel comes out, starts averaging 30 and 15 like he did last year, chalk it. Unless Ben comes back and is healthy, chalk it. It's over. And Brett probably needs to get fired. Elton needs to get fired. The ownership group needs to get fired. I don't know who fires the owners, but the ghost of the Sixers pass. Needs to, Wilt needs to come back uh, you know, with the 100-point sign holding it. With fucking Mo Cheeks and Charles Barkley and Billy Cunningham, the kangaroo kid, Dr. J. They need to come back and say, hey, hey, what's your fucking problem, ownership? Where's where's Pat Croce at? I miss him. I miss Croce. He used to drive me crazy on the sidelines, but I miss him right about now. Just chalk it. That's the end of the season. That's the end of the season. That's the bullet in the heart. The nail in the coffin is done. With that, that'll be the end of this podcast. Tried a new song at the beginning. I put a new song because I needed, I needed to switch it up. Because the other song is called Sometimes and Sometimes just isn't enough right now. This is called Justice. This song is called Justice. I named it Justice and it's fitting. We need justice. So that's it, everyone. Have a good day. Have a good day. Life is beautiful. Life is good in the words of Drake. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my